should we be buying property right now or should we be waiting? That is the key question I get asked every single day. And in this video, I'm gonna share with you some data, some real graphs around what's happening, what we can expect to happen in the next 12 months and why you should be paying attention to real assets like real estate. If you're interested in what my thoughts are, definitely keep watching. Hey guys, my name's Ravi and welcome back to Personal Finance with Ravi Sharma. If you're new here, smash that subscribe button because I talk about real estate, cryptocurrency and financial freedom. Now, if you are just getting started with property, then definitely go ahead and download the free ebook that I have linked down below. It'll help you just navigate this crazy market with a little more clarity. Now, the RBA met earlier this week and they've come out and they've looked at all the numbers and said, yeah, I think we're done hiking rates. The idea would be the next move is probably a cut, but it's looking like at least six months before we see that happen, unless something really breaks. Now, later in this video, we're gonna to touch upon inflation, but first I wanna jump into what's happening with property prices when it comes to the long-term averages. What you need to realize is property prices are highly correlated to the availability of credit. And that's just a fancy way of saying, hey, can I get a loan? And so if we can get a loan, then it means that we can borrow to be able to go and buy the home. Now, if more people can borrow, that increases the amount of demand, that then leads to price growth. Now, believe it or not, that factor is actually more important than global macro factors. And what I mean by that is when you look at the GFC, prices actually dropped less than they did during the time APRA got involved with you know, restrictions around lending and increasing the conditions that you had to meet to be able to borrow for funds. Let's have a look at that. Now, what you can see here in this graph is in the yellow bars, that's recording a negative growth. And then in the blue, we're seeing prices go higher. And what you can see is a hell of a lot of blue. And that's because prices generally trend up over time, more so because the currency is losing its value. So when you look back at the GFC and everything that was getting blown out of proportion, and yes, it was insane when it came to the stock markets as well as economies like the US overseas. But when you actually look at prices here in Australia, that's all they did, not much. And when you think about it, it was less than a 5% drop on property prices. But when we think about it and we're like, oh my God, everyone was losing their jobs. It wasn't everyone that was losing it. It was just a transfer of wealth from the weak hands to the strong hands, the diamond hands, the ones that can withstand economic pressures. And those weak hands are the ones that have to sell due to some sort of crisis at the time. Now, at the moment, we're going through a rental crisis and we're going through a cost of living crisis. When we look at the GFC, it doesn't look that scary. And when you go ahead into looking at when APRA got involved around 2016, 17, 18, and 19 as well, you can see where the negative growth was. And those were recording higher than 5%. And this is because if you suddenly go into the market and say, well, okay, we're restricting how many interest-only loans they're going out, we're gonna restrict riskier lending, there were less people that were able to borrow. And when there's less people able to borrow, there's not enough demand and we see prices fall. And then of course we see in 2020 when we had interest rates go down, initially we didn't have price growth so crazy because people still had uncertainty. So uncertainty meant that people could borrow but just didn't want to. And then when people were certain of buying, that's when we saw those prices go crazy. Following that, we had a bit of a correction and that was due to the fact that interest rates started moving higher. So it's not interest rates specifically that are reducing the property prices. It's actually the effect of those interest rates and that means effectively reducing the borrowing power and that then correlates to house prices. So 
The question here is, what would happen if we now suddenly have interest rate cuts, we have tax cuts coming, and what that could translate to borrowing power? Well, fortunately for you, I've already done the math, so I'm gonna share that with you. For every 1%, the interest rate drops, so that's 100 basis points, we can see our borrowing power increase by 10%. Now, that may not sound like a lot, but if your current borrowing power is, say, a million dollars, that could then be worth $1.1 million. And the expectations now from major economists are shared in the same belief that 150 basis points to about 200 basis points, so 1.5% to 2% is what we could see effectively the cash rate go down by. Now, if we see those numbers play out, that could be anywhere between 15 and 20% for your borrowing power to increase. Now, that could be absolutely wild when you couple that with the fact that tax cuts are coming. And with these tax cuts, some brackets, some people, including yourself, could find yourself borrowing about five to 6% extra than what you could pre these tax cuts. So when you combine the two of these, we suddenly have a situation where borrowing powers could increase by as much as 20%, and that could then go on to affect property prices. One of the things that doesn't get talked about enough is these are just numbers that we can all see and feel and go, okay. That makes sense. You know, cut rates and borrowing power goes up. But what about the banking conditions? What about the lending conditions? And what are the banks doing with their servicing calculators? Because I'm telling you now, they change a lot of stuff in the background and they might seem like small tweaks, but when they all start compounding, you can then increase your borrowing power by another 5% and now you're adding to that number already. Banks also differ from one bank giving you, say, X amount and another bank could give you an extra $200,000. It's absolutely wild, which is why you need a mortgage broker. So when you think about this situation, you're like, okay, so you're telling me the availability of credit could increase, banking conditions will might get loosened, but banks will definitely start reducing their conditions around who they can lend to and how they wanna lend because they wanna take on more risk. So when you see that happening, you know that you're in a time where property prices will effectively go higher. And when it comes to interest rate cuts, the only reason we're gonna see cuts is because inflation is actually coming down. And what this graph shows you is that we've already seen the peak of this inflation crisis. And now what we're seeing is a very steep drop. And the reason I show this over the last 25 year graph is because every time we see a steep drop like this, it is followed or coincidentally running at the same time while interest rates are starting to cut, not increase. So that's very important to understand is most likely when we've seen increases in inflation, it's usually when we're trying to increase rates and then we play catch up and then all of a sudden we see inflation dropping and that's when we're starting to cut. So that's why it doesn't really make sense, but it's all a lag effect. So right now what we're seeing is the effects of interest rates being higher, even though we're not actually increasing rates. So right now with us dropping at such a steep pace, we most likely will see rate cuts in 2024. And I would go on to say, we will see multiple rate cuts in 2024. So despite all this information, knowing borrowing capacities could increase by 20 to 25%, people are still questioning, is it a good time to buy? Why is that the case? Well, it's because consumer confidence is at the lows of the pandemic and lower than where we were during the GFC. And you can clearly see that in this graph. So when you're going out there and buying property, do you wanna be buying at the height of confidence or at the low depths of confidence? I came out on this channel during the pandemic. It was literally like everyday headlines and I was coming out making live videos and saying, look, this will be the greatest time to invest purely because Confidence is so low. So if you can actually borrow right now, imagine what happens when confidence returns and interest rates are already cutting. It's clear the government showed their hand. So like do the maths, but people were still scared. 
And that's the big advantage here, is that if you're listening to this, you're probably like 0.1% of the population anyway, so thank you. But more importantly, most people aren't paying attention to this. They're paying attention to the headlines, which keeps this number in consumer confidence lower. And when they're lower, you can look back at every time they've been at this level, what has happened afterwards. So imagine buying property in 2020, you would have gone ahead and made a killing in real estate. And you go back to the GFC and we see those low confidence numbers and that's when you would have also seen prices go higher. Equally, if you go to late 2021, early 22, that's when you see the height of this confidence. And we know what happened to property prices, especially in major capitals like Sydney and Melbourne. We saw drop-offs. So if you just use this graph, this would tell you that this is the best time possible to be purchasing and the last time we saw it was during the pandemic. And the one other time we saw it before that in the last 25 years was during the GFC. So we've addressed the demand side, right? And so far, everything is suggesting that yes, it's a great time to buy if you can buy. The other side is supply. Now imagine if supply was running rampant and we had so many properties everywhere, and then they would come down to the basic law of economics. But if we're seeing the exact opposite, and let's say we see supply dwindling away and we have a shortage, and then on this front, you've got an increase in demand because all of this stimulus is gonna come into the market with people getting tax cuts, interest rates going down, which means people can spend more money, you're getting more economic activity happening, then you've got demand increasing, supply dwindling down, you have a shortage, it's disequilibrium. So when you look at this graph, you're like lending for purchase and construction of a new home. We're at levels now that we haven't seen since 2010. And that is very scary because that number's going down a lot faster as well. And when this number goes down, it means no one wants to build. They're not taking out loans to go and construct a new house. Guess what happens? In about 18 months, there's not enough homes because a house will take 12 months to build. So if you're thinking about incoming supply, there's simply none of that coming. And whatever is coming is gonna be absorbed straight away with the demand that's there. I understand that this could sound very FOMO-ish and it's like, oh my God, he's just telling us to buy. But at the end of the day, like, okay, I'm not gonna entertain the two haters that I get in the comment section saying, oh, he's a buyer's agent, he's forcing everyone to buy property. I care about being historically correct. And that's why in the pandemic, I was getting made fun of by all these senior economists that suddenly went quiet and they were making memes about me. And the reality is it didn't really bother me. Yes, it would have been great if everyone followed me and made a shit ton of money, that's awesome. But right now, I'm just looking at this objective. I'm looking at just pure data and facts. You can't lie with that. Yes, I'm going and saying this is my commentary because I run a full-time buyers agency, which means we deal with clients every single day. We go ahead and buy anywhere up to 20 properties every single week. So with that sort of data and understanding and match with what's happening on the macro side, that's when you start getting conclusions that make a lot of sense. The final thing I wanna show you is dwelling completions versus population change. Migration's been spoken about all the time, but when you overlay these two graphs, you can start seeing where the real problem is. And in the red line, what you can see is population change, and in the blue line is dwelling completions. This is phenomenal because what you're seeing is an increase in migration. So not only do you have increase in demand because of rate cuts, tax cuts, along with banks loosening their conditions, you also on the flip side have all these people coming from overseas. And despite what people think, yes, there's a portion of people that may not be earning the high income to be able to go and buy, they're gonna go and rent, which creates further pressure on the rental market. But there's also a bunch of millionaires coming to Australia. And you better believe Australia is known for a couple of things. The nice weather, the nice beaches, and boy, do we love real estate. And so when you start coupling all of these things together, it is looking like a stellar year when it comes to property prices if you own property. If you're interested in assets like real estate and owning them, 
I would go on to say this is perhaps the next best time that we're probably going to see for the next three to four year window. And at that point, I'm not sure what the prices look like, but there will be opportunities just at much higher prices than where they are today. So if you're interested in getting started or you've been looking and you're like, I just need speed and get into this market, I urge you strongly to book in a call. I'll leave a link in the description below. You can go ahead and see a bunch of reviews that we have because ethically sharing this information is the right thing to do. I want you to get ahead. You're giving me your time. I'm giving you some value and I hope you execute on this. Hope you guys have enjoyed this video. If you have, smash that like button, subscribe if you haven't already and share it with someone else that might be holding you back from buying because boy, is it a good time. I'll catch you guys in my next one. Thanks guys.